Yeah, good. Anyway, uh, so I played basketball on Monday night. It's the first time I played for, for a while. I can tell you the first four times up and down the court, I felt great. It was about four times and then after that, I couldn't breathe anymore. Uh, fitness isn't so good. But um, one of the sports I love to watch, very much a team sport, is, is American football. Especially now that the footy season's over, AFL's over, American footy has just started, and I love watching American football. Now, for lots and lots of years, to coincide with the, the NFL season, there's been a big group of boys who, who put together fantasy teams. Has anyone ever seen or know of fantasy teams? It's where you, you get together... You have a draft and you try and draft the best team that you can. And every week, the real players' stats count towards your fantasy team. So they do all the work. You get to reap the rewards of their, their work. Uh, now, we did that for years and years and it's really good fun, but it takes someone, just one person, a fair bit of work to organise it all. And you find yourself spending hours sometimes researching or during the week. So... We actually haven't done it for a couple of years and we keep, we keep joking that the, we'll get back to it this year but then no one does the work of setting up the league and it's fun, isn't it, Sam? It was fun. It was fun. Uh, does that make sense, fantasy teams? In a fantasy team, you want, you want a high draft pick because you want the best players on your team which only makes sense. You don't want the worst players on your fantasy team because you'll just lose every week. Now, there's a bit of a gamble. You, you get some rookies. You hope that they kind of get good. But for the most part, you want the best players on your team. Today, we're starting uh, a four-week series, which is, is titled, Who Does God Use? Who Does God Use? Do you ever wonder... And maybe you're a bit like me, you wonder, who are the types of people that, that God uses? That he chooses to do amazing things through? Well, over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at a few uh, scripture stories, some biblical figures, people who did amazing things, that God did amazing things through. And we're going to, we're going to look at what are the qualities of those people and see if we can answer that question. Who does God use? Can we pray and then we'll, we'll get stuck in today, in today, to today. Oh my. God, you are so good. Uh, we thank you that uh, when we praise um, and we look outside and we look at your creation, our, our, our soul can't help but sing of your goodness. Um, we just pray as we meet together as, as big church family, we pray that, Holy Spirit, you have your way, that you speak to us, that you transform us, that you renew us and change us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just thought I'd mention, just before I forget, we have a few young people away this week at a camp, at a divisional camp, boost camp. It's kind of the state-based camp for year three to year sixes. And so we have a few kids away and a couple of leaders as well. So can we... Just if you think about it, sometime over the next two days, we have Trudy and J-Rad who are helping out at the camp. So just remember them in prayer as well as some of the kids that we have going. I think in the end, 
off the top of my head, about seven kids. Does that sound about right? Seven kids from our, our church at camp this weekend. Cool. Well, first of all, I want to, if we're looking at who does God use, I want to look at a couple of stories uh, from Scripture and a couple of stories about Jesus this morning. And before I tell you these two stories, I just want to look at a little bit of context, a bit of background. I, I like to look at where the stories come from, right? That we don't just read them out of context. But let's have a look at a bit, bit of a background. So uh, Jesus is just starting his ministry. And he's, he's been uh, baptised by John. Uh, and he spent some time in the wilderness being tempted by the enemy. Do we, do we know those stories, being baptised, tempted? It's time for Jesus to start putting his team together. He's going to start his ministry and he needs a team around him. Now, the word about Jesus had already kind of spread uh, and, and like, like Jesus was already starting to do some, some crazy things that people are seeing. Uh, and so Jesus himself has stated that the kingdom of God was near. Now, we get to... Now, to get to the significance of the story, I think we need to understand what the kingdom of God meant kind of 2,000 years ago. So if Jesus is making claims like the kingdom of God is near, then let's, let's unpack what the kingdom of God might have meant to his original audience, especially as a Jew. You see, at the time of Jesus, the Jews were under control. They were or oppression some might say, from the Romans. And before that, the Jews had actually been controlled by other nations, including the Babylonians, which, which we've looked at this year. And then even further back, you look, well, the, the Jews were actually under control of the Egyptians and God's rescuing story of the Jews from the Egyptians. So these people that, that Jesus was about to minister to, they are people who wanted to be free. In fact, God had sent prophets uh, to tell them of a day when someone was coming to set them free. When someone was coming to start a revolution that would bring back control to the Jews of their land. They were waiting for a Messiah, a king who, who would come and take ben, back the land that he would rule them, and maybe that he would even take that land back by force, is what most of the Jews were thinking. In fact, they were waiting for the Messiah to come back and fix all the world's problems and turn the world back to the one true God. Are you with me so far? Yep. This Messiah would lead them to victory in every, every war. He would come with such force that no one could possibly stop him. So when Jesus came and when Jesus kind of was baptised and rumours started that maybe Jesus is the Messiah, the rumours that were spreading is that Jesus might do this, that he might actually have a revolution, but, but like a violent revolution that would take back the land, that would, that would sort out the Romans, the, those who would seek to oppress them, that he would do it with force. So they're waiting for that day when the Messiah would crush the Romans, sit on the throne as the king. The day, 
the Messiah would bring in a new kingdom, God's kingdom. And so when Jesus mentioned God's kingdom, that's what the people were thinking. They were thinking Jesus would come, he'd sit on the throne, he'd smash everyone around, and they would be victorious. That's, what the, that's who the people thought Jesus was. And who knows that if that's the job that Jesus had to do, then Jesus would need a super team, wouldn't he? If Jesus was to overthrow all these people, he'd need the best team. He'd need the strongest warriors. He'd need, he'd need a great, great team. Anyway, that's the background. So back to the story. Jesus has been baptised, temptation. He's kind of living life and he, and he meets this guy, Simon. Simon was a fisherman, and actually Jesus, Jesus meets Simon, and, he, and, he, and Simon has had a night where he hasn't caught any fish. And Jesus meets him and, uh, and tells him what he needs to do, and, and go get your boat out, throw out the nets, and, and see what happens. And, and Simon, Simon's a fisherman. He's an experienced fisherman. Can you imagine... A random guy coming up and saying, you don't know what you're doing as a fisherman. I want you to go out, throw your nets out again, see what happens. I think most fishermen would be like, no, crazy man, I'm not doing that. I, I'm washing my nets right now. But, but Simon does it, and we see that he catches an abundant catch. Jesus then invites Simon to come and follow him, and that actually together that they would fish for men. Jesus is assembling his team and he asks a fisherman to follow him. What do we know about fishermen? Any, anyone like fishing in the room? Are there any fishermen in the room? Nah, not really. Gordon, Gordon's, what do we know about Gordon, everybody? Uh, nah. uh, fishermen, can I tell you, I, I think of fishermen and I think of bad smell straight away. Anyone else? Is that about right? Yeah. I think bad smell. Fish is not a good smell most of the time, right? Like, like I think fishermen, you know, fish guts and things, that, that kind of smells after a bit. But we also know a fisherman wasn't an educated man. This wasn't like top-tier ranking intellectual man. This was a guy who used his hands. He was a workman. I think of fishermen and I think, I think of sailors probably and I think rough language, you know, like you swear like a sailor. I think like, I think a fisherman has kind of rough language. I think they're a bit rough around the edges. Can I tell you and suggest this morning that when we think Jesus assembling his team and he sees a fisherman, he's not, we don't think a fisherman is a superstar to come and be assembled on his team, right? It's not the top tier. Now, he's not a bad guy. Simon actually probably owns his own business and he works hard, although he didn't catch fish the night before. So if you're a fisherman and don't catch fish, maybe you're not that good. Nah, don't quote me on that. But if I'm thinking about my fantasy team to draft, I'm not probably going to pick the fisherman. Yeah? Are you with me so far? All right, so let's look at another story. 
Jesus is continuing on and, and actually uh, Simon and Andrew and James and John are, are following Jesus at this point. He's called a few more onto his team. And he encounters a guy called Levi, a man named Levi. Levi was a tax collector. And, we, uh, and Jesus invites his tax collector to follow him. Levi throws a party that night. Levi kind of takes Jesus up on his offer and he throws, a, he throws a party, a dinner party. And actually the religious leaders couldn't believe that Jesus, who could be the Messiah, was hanging out with the people that Levi had invited to his party. Jesus' reply to those religious people is, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Again, Jesus finds a very unlikely team member in the tax collector, right? What do we know about tax collectors? We've probably gone over this a million times, but what do we know about tax collectors? Well, actually, most of them were pretty dodgy. Crooked in a way where they're actually collecting taxes from their people, but they can collect whatever they want, really. They've got the Romans backing them. They're collecting a tax for a, for a foreign oppressor. They weren't seen by the Jews as kind of the greatest people. They were a bit potentially bullies. And they were seen as traitors. Again, fishermen, tax collector, maybe not the people that you would assemble on your greatest fantasy team. So we figured out earlier, right, that if Jesus was the Messiah that the Jews were waiting for, that they would take over by force. He, he'd need a pretty super team, right? We're with me. Just just nod. If you nod, then I know. That's good. Yeah, Joey, a bit of a nod. Good, mate. Thanks. Uh, and after looking at these couple of stories really quickly, we've figured out that his super team, well, maybe his super team wasn't actually that super after all, right? Are you with me? You've drawn that conclusion? If you have, I've done the right thing. If not, keep working it out in your head. You'll get there. I want to suggest this morning for us in this room that the fact that Jesus didn't pick absolute superstars is good news for us this morning. You see, instead of coming with power, Jesus didn't come with power. Instead, he came... Uh, instead of, yeah, coming with power, overthrowing governments, instead of uh, like the Jews thought he was going to do, Jesus instead comes with love and he comes with humility and we see him serve the lowest. We see him serve the outcast. We see him serve the poor. And instead of going to war and killing all the oppressors, we see that Jesus hung on a cross and was crucified as a perfect sacrifice. And instead of bringing a kingdom in through bloodshed, Jesus shed his blood so a new, different kind of kingdom could be born. And Jesus ushered onto earth God's kingdom. 
an upside down kingdom, a kingdom where the broken could be made whole, a kingdom where the last would be first, a kingdom where the past could be erased, a kingdom where the poor were actually rich, a kingdom that no violence could ever overthrow, a kingdom that didn't need superstars and heroes, a kingdom where love reigned. And do you want to hear more good news? Want to hear what this means for us? It means that Jesus is not looking for, and he doesn't need a team of superstars. Jesus isn't looking for people who have everything together. Jesus isn't looking for people who are super religious. He isn't looking for people who are amazing and talented and really smart or really, really, really good looking. I don't know about you, but that's good news for me this morning. Jesus calls Simon. He calls Andrew, James, John. He calls Levi to follow him. All of them with their flaws. All of them ordinary people. Which is cool in itself, right? That God calls you to follow him before you've got everything figured out. Simon definitely didn't have everything figured out and Jesus says, follow me. And we see later on that Simon is the one who starts the church, the first ever kind of preach. God calls you to follow him before you've got stuff figured out. God calls us to follow him with with our flaws. I want to suggest that what happens next is maybe even better news for us this morning. See, Jesus takes Simon and he takes Levi and he takes their past stories and he tells them those past stories, their history. And just to show them that he means business, he gives them new names. Did you notice, you notice that in Scripture? He gives them new names. Jesus is like those lives that, that you used to live. Well, now that you're with me, they're gone. The names that people had for you before, well, well they're gone now. Simon, you were, you were a fisherman, rough, simple, Well, now you're going to come follow me. And instead of fishing for fish, you'll fish for men, right? That's what he says. And just to make sure that everyone knows that that was your past, I'm also going to give you a new name. Instead of being called Simon, you are now called Peter. And he does the same with Levi. Levi, you had a reputation as a a tax collector as a bit of a a bully. You're not a very popular bloke around here. And I don't like the names and labels people have given you. Instead of taking money off your neighbours and giving it to our oppressors, you're going to come follow me. And to make sure that everyone knows that you've changed and that you're a new man, I'm going to give you a new name. Instead of being called Levi, I'm going to Call you Matthew. Now you might be thinking, yeah, Nath, that's that's okay. 
Well done, Jesus, that's, that's kind of cool. But what does that actually mean for us in this room? I've got to ask a question. You have to raise your hands, okay? Who here has ever made a mistake? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Who here has ever done or said something that they wish they could take back? Oh, man. So many, like maybe daily. Maybe in this room you've earned a reputation. People know you as, I don't know, a, a troublemaker. Any trouble? No, don't know the reason. But, but maybe you've earned a name. You've earned a, a reputation. Maybe there are expectations on you. Maybe people have given you a label. And no matter what you do, it's just stuck. And it seems like you can't get rid of it. Maybe you've even started to believe what these people are saying about you. Can I tell you this morning, there is a new start. The world's names, the world's labels, the world's tags, no matter, they, they no longer matter because the creator of the universe has a new name for you. That There is hope no matter what your circumstances are right now. There is a new hope. The kingdom of God, can I tell you, friends, isn't just near. But because of what Jesus has done, can I tell you, the kingdom is here. And the good news for us this morning is that not just superstars are invited into God's kingdom. In fact, the kingdom exists for the ordinary, for those of us who are broken, for those of us who don't consider ourselves very special people. And to answer the question that we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks, who does God use? I think the answer today is people like you and me. Normal, ordinary, maybe maybe even not that normal. Maybe broken, quirky people like us. Jesus used a team of pretty, like, ordinary guys. I give the disciples a pretty hard time, if you haven't noticed. They're great, Pete. I'm sure they're great. We we can learn a lot from the disciples, but I give them a hard time. But if if Jesus can use the disciples, can I tell you that he can use us today? That he can use us. Jesus isn't just looking for special people or the best people to follow him. Although... Can I tell you, I'm sure he'd take them. (laughs) But the whosoever can follow Jesus. Anyone. It doesn't matter what your past has been like. It doesn't matter what the mistakes you've made are. It doesn't matter where you are from. It doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter what has been done to you. You are invited into God's kingdom. And I believe that God wants to use us to see this city changed. I love, uh, I love church. I love the gather, 
gathered people, God's people together. I love Sunday mornings where we get to party together and, and encourage each other. But I love how we operate during the week as a church, where we look after each other, but we also want to see our city changed. We want to see people come to know Jesus. Who knows we do that by showing God's love wherever we are to whoever is in front of us. One life at a time, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Church isn't a place where God just wants to use the pastor or the officer or the leaders of the church. But church is a group of sent people living out God's kingdom in their world. And this morning, I want you to know I want you to know that God can use you, that God wants to use you in your sphere of influence, in your family, in your workplace, in your school. If he can use Simon and he can use Levi, he can use us. Can we just pray quickly? Let's pray. God, we thank you that When you assembled your team, it wasn't a team of superstars. It was a team of ordinary people. People who were were obedient to you and your calling. But in this room right now, I know that there's some of us who don't think that we are worthy. And I ask Holy Spirit that you come and show us. Show us, Jesus. We want to be used by you, God, for your purposes. We want to see your kingdom come to the city of Adelaide. We want to see your kingdom come into our households. We want to see your kingdom come into our workplaces and our schools, our neighbourhoods. Thank you that you would use someone like me. Holy Spirit, come and minister in these moments. We ask that you bring transformation and healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the last bit of good news, so we can enjoy the nice weather together. Can I tell you this morning, no matter, again, where you've come from, no matter what your past has been, that Jesus has a new name for you. Is that good news? That Jesus has a new name for you. The past can be erased and forgotten, right? Amen? Any amens to that? Past is erased, forgotten. And a new identity is waiting. A new identity is waiting. And this morning I wonder if there's anyone who is struggling to let go of the old who's struggling to believe this new identity that Jesus can bring us and give us. And I want to pray that we receive that new name today, that we understand that the past is the past, that our God has forgiven us and that he has so much more in store in our future. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. I know that's, we're all going to stand because 
I want to pray this over us, that we understand, that we live it out. Because if we understand it, it changes our actions into the future, doesn't it? We don't have to be ashamed. There's no shame or guilt anymore. We don't have to live with those labels and tags. And we get to live in the new. Who does God use? God uses anyone who is willing to follow him. Anyone. I want to pray over you this morning that you would understand fully. We're cool. We open to see what the Holy Spirit might do in these moments. Let's pray. You may want to put out your hands. You may just get in a posture of receiving, but let's pray. God, this morning, we thank you that in Jesus, we have a new identity, that you give us a new name. And right now we pray the old labels, the old names, the old, old name tags, that they are gone in the name of Jesus. That our past is our past and we thank you for your forgiveness and we thank you that we get to live in the new right now. Jesus, you call us by a new name. You call us sons and daughters. We thank you, Jesus, because of your righteousness. So as we leave this place, we thank you, Jesus, that in this room together, that this is a group of people that you can use, Jesus. That you can use, God, to, to bring your kingdom here on earth right now. And so through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, we send each other off into the week to be the church. Old names gone, new names, new boldness, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you use people like us to usher in your kingdom. Be with us as we leave as the church this morning, in and through the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. So glad that you're with us this morning. Who's excited as to what God might do through them this week? Come on. Anyone? Yes, good. I saw a couple of hands. Have a great week. Remember, church, we're on all through the holidays. Just no J-Rev next week again. Um, we're letting leaders have a bit of a break. I'm on holidays from Thursday. If anyone has any questions, uh, see Sarah, maybe. Yeah. Thank you.